Buenos dias. Welcome to the People Power Everything podcast. I am your host, John Dallas, and I believe that there is power in the masses. The goal of this podcast is to talk about that power, how we can help it manifest itself for all of us, and some lessons I've learned along the way. Hi, everyone. This week, I have something a little special for you, special for me anyways. I'm on vacation, but during that vacation, I'm going to an organizational psychology conference where I'm giving a short talk. It's about a 15-minute thing, and it's all in French. So I'm going to give you that talk now with some descriptions of some of the slideware that I have, um, because there are some pictures, so I'll try to describe them. And I'll appreciate your patience as I will be translating this on the fly. So we'll see how good I am at that. The subject is called followership, state of knowledge, and proposing a new measure. So I want to propose a new way to measure followership. And uh, here we go. Pretty much in the integral fashion, I'll do it minus the descriptions because people there will be able to see the slides. So... Hi, my name is John Dallas, and I'm a student at the master's level in industrial relations and human resources. And if you didn't know it already, I'm an IT director in charge of operations and security. So first off, I'd like to thank my employers for supporting me in my studies, as well as my two professors, Eric Gosselin and Jean-François Tremblay, for all their support through my studies and putting me on to uh, new things to investigate and... Uh, think about. Today I'm going to talk about followership and propose a new dimension to measure. And a little note, I use the term followership in the same way we use the term leadership. So just the other side of that coin. And I use follower uh, just to represent the people who are following that leader. So the first thing I'm going to do is show a little video. And the, the video is actually called uh, Sasquatch Music Festival 2009 Guy Starts Dance Party. You want to go find it that's the one i'm going to show it just shows um, a guy in shorts no shirt who's dancing at a music festival and there's music going and he's dancing he's not dancing particularly well but he's out there alone and he's dancing and at one point uh, another guy comes to join him and dances with him and they're being a bit silly and then he calls one of his friends over and so there's three of them now dancing the third guy doesn't seem too comfortable but he he does it he's there he's having fun and then we start to see more people come in and more people come in and more people come in. And through all that, I want to ask the question, what's more important in all that? Is it the context? Without the festival, none of this happens. So that's important. Is it shirtless guy dancing? Who's in this case, the leader? Well, if nobody's following him, he's not really a leader, is he? It's when the first guy comes in and starts dancing with him. And maybe even a bit later, debatable, um, when one of his friends comes in or, or the movement starts, as you will. And that's when we see leadership and followership in a context, which are the three things that you need to have uh, the interaction between all these people. So I'm going to talk a bit about followership what it is, some models, and uh, a new measure we could use to figure out who the good followers are. So what's followership? 
a definition can help. The one I like is followership explores how followers actively and explicitly influence leader perceptions, attitudes, behaviors, or decisions, choose to take responsibility relative to leaders, communicate with leaders, or approach problem solving. People are following to get to a goal, or they might follow a person or multiple people. The way they do that and they contribute is important for organizations. But why followership? The conference theme is to put the human at the center of work transformation. And that was a literal translation, so my apologies if I got that wrong. But I think you get it. But if we want to value all workers, we need to have a larger scope of studies. We can't always put the emphasis on leaders, either for development programs or for studies. We need to study followers. We need to train good followers. We have to better understand everybody. And that includes leaders and followers. And honestly, most of us are followers most of the time. Or I should actually say all of us are followers most of the time. We follow laws. We followed what our parents said most of the time. Uh, we followed, you know, how to get to this podcast, how to get into the room that I'll be in at the time, how to be on time. And that's meant as a joke. Hopefully we will be on time. And in this slide uh, that I'm going to be showing, there's a bunch of companies on the right who had scandals. Enron, Nortel, Arthur Anderson, WorldCom, Theranos, really interesting one recently, um, Volkswagen, you know, Lehman Brothers, who were at the, the center of the big real estate crash in 2008. And there's also Renault and Orange uh, from France, who had some scandals uh, around, I'll say, um, pretty bad uh, management practices. I'll just say it that way. If you, you want to do a search on it, search uh, Orange or Renault. Um, end of the year, end of the 2000s, around 2008, 2009, if I remember correctly. Um, and you can read up on that. But, you know, bad leadership, but also bad followership. People who didn't really question much or even went through with whatever was asked of them with great enthusiasm in some cases, which uh, was bad for everyone involved. A more positive example of good followership is with Apple. When Apple started to develop the iPhone, Steve Jobs didn't think it was a good idea. He didn't want to do it. But his team thought it was a good idea, and they worked on him, and they convinced him. So could you imagine for a minute what the world would be like if Jobs' followers, his employees, his staff, had just accepted that they weren't going to build the iPhone because Steve didn't think it was a good idea? I think we'd be living in a little bit of a different world right now. The other thing we can look at is the different perspectives of followership. You know, how do we define it? And there's a few ways to think about it. There's one is the roles. So it's called the perspective des rôles in French. So the, the perspective of roles. Leaders and followers each have their role to play. There's a boss, there's an employee, and that's that. Then there's another perspective is called the evolutionary perspective. It's one where um, followership is seen as a, a, an adaptation mechanism for the survival of the group. So meaning um, throughout history, 
humans would have selected leaders and followers based on the best interests of the, the group or the tribe at the time. That's another way to look at it. The way that uh, I am exploring now is called a constructionist approach. So uh, I find it fascinating personally. It's an interactive perspective. So followers and leaders are the product of interactions between people. And contrary to what the leadership industry would have you believe, the relationship between superiors and their subordinates is not one-sided. I didn't say that. Uh, Barbara Kellerman said that in one of her books. She writes a lot about um, followership in politics, and she underlines the fact that followers can have a massive impact on our everyday lives, like trying to steal an election, for example or overrun the capital, <laughs> those kind of things. So after all that, uh, knowing that good followership is important, bad followership is something to try to get away from, what is a good follower? Is it a sheep? A sheep, a good follower? Is that what you want on your teams? Personally, no. I don't really have time as a director to have sheep on my teams. So what makes a good follower? Even though there's not a lot of studies around followership when we compare it to leadership, there are some models. Let's explore a few that could orient us on our way. The first is by Robert Kelly, who wrote In Praise of Followers. And he looked at two dimensions to make a good follower. What makes a good follower? And he measures it on independent critical thinking and activity. So he says, what distinguishes an effective follower from an ineffective follower is enthusiastic, intelligent, and self-reliant participation without star billing in the pursuit of an organizational goal. So Effective followers don't just follow orders. They're critical thinkers. They're independent thinkers. They challenge the boss and they do it, do their work in a way that's, uh, that can be very autonomous um, and they can act as the equal to a leader. That's how they think of themselves. Following that, there's another one from uh, Roger Adair who wrote Developing Great Leaders One Follower at a Time, he saw f followership not as part of leadership, but leadership as part of followership. People needed to learn to follow in order to be good leaders. And he underlines the dynamic nature of followership. He sees it as the foundation of leadership. So he looks at three dimensions. He looks at job satisfaction, productivity, which usually go together, and their turnover rate. And depending on people's perceptions of where they are, you want people to be in the disciple quadrant, is what he calls um, the place where there's high job satisfaction, high productivity, low turnover. People believe they're in the right place at the right time and delivering for the right goal. Now, they can move out of that if 
if they're, they're still productive and very satisfied, but looking elsewhere, and we call those the doers, good work ethic, but the grass is always greener on the other side. You also have people who fall into the disengaged. So they're not leaving, but they're not very satisfied, not very productive. They have no interest in the job, no interest to improve. And there's also the disgruntled, so who are angry and ready to leave. And the trick is, how do you get people in the other three quadrants back into the disciple one? Uh, And that's something that uh, leaders need to work on. Now, those are two models amongst quite a few. And in all my reading on followership, there's always been something missing. There's always been a dimension missing. And what I propose today is a new dimension to measure to better identify good followers. And that's adaptability. So why measure adaptability? Why is that important? Well, in a world that's evolving very rapidly, we must all be ready to adapt to new challenges, new ways of thinking. Think about artificial intelligence, the pandemic we are went through Still going through maybe um, environmental change, uh, fake news. We all need to learn new ways to think and to step up to the challenges that are coming at us. And at work, we can't expect the leaders to have all the answers. They can't initiate all development. They need help. Followers who are much bigger in number by far can be the source of good ideas and improvements. And with all that technological change, as well as staff turnover, and it hasn't been low in the last couple of years, our teams need to be able to adapt. And as the director of an IT team, part of what I do every day is to evaluate and explain how changes are desirable and they'll have a positive impact. But for my people to understand, they need to learn. They need to learn continuously. As we introduce new technologies that'll make us more efficient, that'll help us do our work, as well as hit back against cybersecurity threats to protect ourselves. But all that said, I can't do it alone. People need to be able to adapt and to work with me. So the definition that inspires me is the ability, competence, disposition, willingness and or motivation of an individual to change or adapt to different tasks, social or environmental characteristics. And how do we measure that? Well, one way we could is using what's called the Job Adaptability Inventory, which was developed by Poulakos, Arad, Donovan, and Plamondon in 2000. And it's really eight dimensions about adaptive performance, things like managing emergency situations, uh, stress at work, creative problem solving, uh, adapting to different people at work, adapting to different cultures. You know, these are things that uh, could be measured with this tool to compare productivity and if uh, people are desirable followers to have in our team. In conclusion, Followers are more important than leaders. Hopefully that's not a surprise to you that I would say that. So making sure we know what makes a good follower is really important. 
Adaptability is an important trait for any organization, especially with all the technological change and the change in the way we work. So including adaptability to evaluate what makes a good follower and how effective they are will give us an additional way to properly measure what makes a good follower. That was my presentation. I found the conclusion that we just heard is a little off in English, but uh, in French, it's got some pop to it. I just wasn't quite sure how to translate it. So anyways, I didn't spend a lot of time on the translation. I really did it live. So I appreciate your patience there. And I hope you got something out of this. Um, at the end of the day, there are ways that we want to measure followers to have the right followers in place. And those make the right leaders. So we have a responsibility as leaders, as followers in our organization. Remember, we do both follow most of the time, quite honestly, but we do both. And to have effective leadership in place, we also have to have effective followers in place. We have to have people questioning leaders about making the right decisions. And if we don't think they're being ethical or legal, we need to step up and be courageous followers and call them out. So that's it for today. I appreciate you listening. And uh, as I said, I will be on vacation this week, but at a conference, which is maybe weird, but it's my, my week summer vacation will be spent uh, at a psychology conference. So it should be interesting. I think it'll be fun, fun for me anyways. And uh, thank you for very much for listening. I hope you have a great day and week ahead. And remember, people power everything.